Lord, let your words be on our minds, on our lips, and in our hearts. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The Gospel reading today finds us with Jesus after the feeding of the 5,000. You remember that, it was just last week. That feeding where he provided physical food for those who followed him and wanted to hear what he had to say. He provided them with bread and fish and did that because in order to hear the word, they needed their bellies filled. Food to nourish our bodies is important, but there is also so much more to sustaining ourselves. There is something that Jesus clearly wants understood by the end of today's Gospel reading. He wants those who are listening to walk away with the very clear understanding that he is the bread of life. In a reading that is only 12 verses long, Jesus makes a statement about his being the bread three times. Twice he says, I am the bread of life, and near the end, He expands on that. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. These were very definitive statements and said in a manner that leaves no confusion about what he was meaning. He was sent from God to be that which gives us, all of us, everlasting life. Those I am statements... They're hallmarks of the Gospel of John. Nearly any time you see a verse from the New Testament that starts with, I am, it is pretty safe to guess that it is a statement by Jesus from the Gospel of John. They're also important because they tie these declarations of Jesus back to the Old Testament. I am is the way that God told Moses in Exodus to reference God when speaking to Pharaoh. Many of those who were listening to Jesus on this day, particularly the religious leaders, would have made this connection, which may have been the basis for their complaints about what Jesus was saying about himself. The other connection that religious leaders, indeed most of the listeners of that day, and many of us, would have made is when Jesus referred to the manna from heaven. It was said as a reminder that during their wandering in the desert after the Exodus, the Hebrews had no food. And each day, God would send manna from heaven so that their bodies would not starve. Just enough was sent that was sufficient for the day, that they might eat and continue their journey. Both the manna and the living bread were sent by God for the people of God. But there is a difference between the two. The first was meant to feed only the physical body. The other, to feed our souls and spirits and give us life everlasting. Now, when we talk about bread, we know exactly what that means. After all, Sandwiches and pizza are a pretty big staple of our diets, or maybe it's just mine. 
We can easily picture a loaf of bread, its texture, its taste and smell. One of the best smells in the world might just be freshly baked bread. But because it is so familiar to us, do we really look at it? Do we know what it is made of? Or is it something that is so firmly a part of our daily life that we take it for granted? Nearly every recipe for bread has four ingredients. Flour, yeast, water, and salt. In the making of bread, flour comprises the largest portion. It is maybe the most important, if only because it is the most plentiful. It is what provides shape and form. But by itself, flour cannot be bread. Yeast is a leavening agent. It gives rise to the bread, creating a more open and airy texture, and it adds strength to the bread. But by itself, yeast cannot be bread. Water, usually warm water, activates the yeast, waking it up so that it can do its job in the bread, and it helps to bind ingredients together. But again, by itself, water cannot be bread. Finally, salt. It provides flavor in and of itself and also brings out the flavor of the yeast and the water and the flour. But by itself, it is not bread. It is only when those four essential ingredients come to, together that bread the way we know it is created. There may be other ingredients added or different kinds of flour, but these four things are necessary. These four ingredients making up bread are not terribly different in some ways from what we need to make up our lives. Flour could be looked at as all of our day-to-day -day activities. Waking up in the morning, getting dressed, going to work or school or volunteer activities or whatever is on your docket for the day. Paying bills, going to church. In short, the pieces of living. Yeast is all of those things that provide us with opportunities to grow and change. To be open and strong. Scripture, the word of Christ, helping others, being open to receiving help, those are all leaven in our lives. Water activates all of those things and holds it together. As humans, we cannot survive without water. We can survive longer without food than we can without water. And as Christians, water calls us to a remembrance of our baptism. That time when we were welcomed into the family of the church and marked as Christ's own forever. And salt? That's the flavor of our lives. The laughter and the tears, the joys and the sorrows, the learning and sometimes relearning of lessons. 
As insignificant as it might, need, might seem, salt is mentioned over and over and over again in scriptures. It is used as the binding of a covenant, as a part of sacrifice, as a preservative, and always for flavor. It is a part of who we are as believers. In order to have that bread that is our lives, we need these forms of flour, yeast, water, and salt. Amazingly, and with no surprise, Jesus encompasses all of this for us as the living bread that came down from heaven. As the living bread, Jesus is indeed the Eucharist. But he is so much more than that. Because by partaking in the word and the life of Jesus, our souls and our spirits will never be hungry again. While we are in our bodies, of course, we need to eat. It is why God sent the manna from heaven to the desert and why Jesus fed the 5,000. And if we have Jesus in our lives, at the center of our lives, we will have all that we need for everlasting life. The living bread that came down from heaven. And how incredible and miraculous is that? We find Jesus at the table, and we are thankful beyond words for the gift of his sacrifice that we remember in the Eucharist. And we find Jesus in one another, in our lives together, in how we learn from and engage one another, and how we teach one another in ways that provide all that we need, because it all is from Christ. So I leave you with these questions. Where do you find the yeast in your life? What gives your life flavor? How do you remember your baptism? Where do you find and partake of the bread of everlasting life? And where and how do you share that bread with others? Amen. Our worship continues with the Nicene Creed. Please stand as you're able.